How long does it take starting a business and running it successfully? How long does it take? I sit here and I feel the same feelings that I felt at 28, that I felt when I was 18, 19 years old, sitting with businesses and sitting with entrepreneurs and making cold calls. And the same feeling comes over me, which is hopelessness. The feeling of, fuck, how many people do I need to call to close a deal? The feeling of having people tell me, well, as long as you use these tools and tactics, people will sign up. And I call and 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 nobody signs up. And I lose hope so much that it becomes like working out after you're exhausted. You just keep going. You just keep going. I'm not attached to it. You see, the reason why most salespeople suck, let me be clear here. The reason why you suck is because somebody doesn't buy and then you stop, you stop doing sales. When sales isn't magic and sales is just a number game and you're not willing to put in the numbers, then it's that simple. And so I have a recruiter sending me people to do sales for me. I've got a recruiter sending me people and I keep going through people and it's the same bullshit over and over. Oh, we can't set the appointments, but we'll close them for you. Oh, we can't close them, but we'll set them for you. The reason you guys are splitting it up is because you can sell me appointment setting knowing the appointments you send me won't close. Or you can make me do all the work to find the client and then sit on your ass and play Russian roulette slash the lottery with my lead budget with the leads I send you. No, I'm a super good closer. That's why I won't call and find anybody and close the deal myself. No, you're not. If you're not persuasive enough to get the meeting, you're not persuasive enough to close the meeting. I fucking guarantee you that. And so people get too lazy to get the meetings and they just want to close. And I understand that. But listen, unless you're a CEO, you're not about to sit here and get meetings handed to you for free and just close them for money. What the fuck makes you think? That I can't take 30 minutes out of my day to close that meeting and save $1,500 in 30 minutes instead of give you $1,500 for a job that me and anybody else who already works here could do. And so it's frustrating going through these leads and going in a circle of these leads. And what you fucking bitch ass motherfuckers don't want to admit is that it's frustrating. You want to, oh, smile and be happy. And that's why you suck is because you're unrealistic. No, nah, man, it is hard. It is hard going through lead after lead after lead after recruit after recruit. But here's the thing. You got to figure if I was willing to sit here and call 2000 people just to make one sale for another company or just to make one lead for another company, then you bet your sweet ass I'm down to sit here through 10,000 recruiting calls until I find one salesperson for my company that will pull me in two to three sales a week. The only difference is I'm going for a from, I'm not looking for one sale today. I'm not calling one sale today. 
The lead of average isn't for me to make one sale. Like I'm not calling 100 people to make one sale. I'm calling 100 people to get one person that will make me 100 sales. It's different. And so how hard is it starting a business? I'll tell you what. It's emotionally hard and it's hard from a point of education because if you haven't been doing sales long enough to know that there's no secret, you just talk to people and someone buys right until you build a brand and they come to you but if you haven't been doing sales long enough to know that then you're going to give up cuz you're going to be like well i guess this doesn't work maybe you need to change your pitch maybe you need to change your offer maybe you need to change who you're speaking to but i guarantee you of all the things that could change it's not that complex you call people someone signs up you talk to people you end up working with one of them it happens And so I can go through 100, 200 motherfucking people. That's fine. I'll go through 100, 200 motherfucking salespeople before I get one. And I'll do that five times before one of them stays and makes me cash. I don't give a fuck. All I have is I'll sit here every day sleeping in my car recruiting salespeople until I get the right person. And when that happens, cash flow happens. Everything else makes sense from there. But rule number one right now. Until there's salesperson number one closing for me, all this shit's pointless. Every last bit of it's pointless. It's call, 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 meeting, 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 interview, interview, interview. And I'll do it as long as it fucking takes to get that salesperson. Because I know that I could call and call until I close deals. I know what that looks like. And since I've done sales for people, I know what it looks like when the CEO has six people calling for him. And you're thinking, damn, I'm going to work an eight-hour shift. This dude's going to work an eight-hour shift. I'm going to get paid for one sale. He's going to get paid the full other half of the commission, the 80% of the commission on six people's sales. After a while, it's common sense. And people are giving me business advice. Well, why don't you, why don't you do the sales? What makes you ask me that? Well, because you could be doing the sales. Yeah, but because I could isn't a justification. You have to explain the opportunity cost. That's how people make decisions. What is the opportunity cost of me sitting here and doing sales when I could have 10 people use 240 hours a day instead of my 24 hours in a day? And so it's frustrating because you get anything from the wrong person to people trying to like, haggle you on how you're going to do the deal to people starting to give you advice that to be quite frank you don't need and then instead of listening to what you're doing they'll be like well i've been doing this for blah 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 years that's why you should take the advice motherfucker you don't even know what i'm doing how where i came from and where i'm going yet you want to give me advice like oh i noticed this color's blue it should be red bro you just walked up in this bitch how could you possibly know for what reason anything happens let alone that little thing. So it's frustrating. But at the end of the day, I can deal with incredible um, level of stress and emotions. And so the irony is most of you are thinking, God damn, stop. No, 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 no. I love this shit. I need about 20 more interviews a day. 
And so I love knowing something in this process, guys. It teaches you a lot about yourself. Love knowing that when things start to get hard, that I get to complain. And that complaint is an indicator to me of my energy going up. And most people think that a complaint is an indicator of the energy going down. It's not. It's an indicator that their energy going down makes them give up, which is an indicator that they're quitters and losers. But when things start getting super hard, that's when things start getting good. It's not like, oh, it's starting to be stressful. Man, so many emotions. See, just in one little... It's so crazy that when people get to this point, they go... They have the fucking audacity to ask me, if it's so hard, why don't you quit? And it just shows their mentality. If things... Why don't you just do something that's super easy? Well, weird question, and we've reached an impasse in the conversation. And so it's frustrating, it's annoying, and I fucking hate pussy bitch-ass entrepreneurs who pretend, no, it's not annoying, you just have to smile more and it won't be hard. You're a fucking cornball. No, it's going to be hard no matter what. No matter how much you smile, going on a fucking run every day that maxes the run you did yesterday, you smiling is not about to make that run easier. Sorry to fucking tell you, bud. And so, this is a level of stress that needs to be quadrupled. Whenever things start to get a little stressful, my mind immediately says more. It's like when you work out, ah, oh, it's hard, it's hard. Nope, you do more until you. it doesn't matter. And so I love the fact that in times like these, where, where a person could be so lost, I know from years of sales exactly what to do. I know exactly what to do. Double down on what's hard. This is not the time to go oh, double down. I don't care if I'm, I don't give a fuck if I'm doing it unoptimally. I will quadruple down to brute force it. We don't have time to slow fucking everything down on purpose. And so how long does it take? I'll tell you what, I'm willing to do 2,000 interviews before I decide this is pointless. I'm willing to do 2,000. Because I got a bet against the world right now that me interviewing 2,000 people will get me what I need faster than taking advice from 2,000 people. I deeply believe that. Well, here's what I think next. Well, here's what next. Next. Nope, that's not what I need. I need a person who goes, here's some money. I'm not here to interview business operation people. I already did that. And guess what? Every single one of them still thinks something needs to be changed. And guess what? If I was making $10 million a year, every single one of them would need to be changed. And guess what? If I was making a billion a year, every single consultant would say there's something that needs to be changed. And guess what? If I had the biggest fucking business on the planet for 200 years, consultants would still tell me things need to be fucking changed. So the problem with consultants is they're usually not entrepreneurs. They don't really run businesses like they say they do. Therefore, even if they do, they don't run business to a degree where they understand problems have priorities, my friend. Problems have priorities. Meaning you may find the biggest problem in the world in my business. The problem is that's not the priority problem in my business. If my fucking house is on fire... 
you're standing outside like, hey, you're in the house trapped and it's on fire and you're about to die. But I really think you should change the color of your car from this type of blue to this type of blue. And that's that's my experience with consultants. They don't understand the problem. They don't take the time to actually listen to it. And then they give you advice on things that have nothing to do with the fucking mission. Very rare that a consultant is helpful. Paid a lot of consultants. And you know what they've helped me? They've helped me realize that I already know what I'm doing and don't need consultants. That's the only thing top-notch money for consultants has taught me. And what would make... I don't want to toot my own horn, but listen. You do sales and marketing for 10 fucking companies from the time you're fucking 18 till the time you're 24, 25. That's all you do day and night is sales, marketing, and business. You know, these motherfuckers, I don't care if you've been doing it for 10 years, bro. You haven't been doing it like I did it in one year. You were going to work and then going home to your family and chilling. I wasn't. I was going back home studying more sales from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep for years. So it's a little bit redundant for me to get consulting, which is what I'm realizing. It has boosted my confidence to realize how much these consultants get paid and still don't fucking know a goddamn thing about how to listen or how to sell. It's amusing. And for, for, and you know, you don't want to split up target audiences when you're doing a podcast, but for those people who are like, what makes him think that about himself? How could, how arrogant, blah, blah. All of you motherfuckers are people who don't understand business, who are who are in your head. The, the people who are the strongest in their head right now about what I should do, again, inability to listen, not qualified for the fucking job, and they hate to hear it and fuck them. And so everybody wants to see, hi, how you doing? Give me a hug. No one wants to see, hey, I noticed when you tried to fuck me over in that business deal and I didn't appreciate it. Hey, I noticed when you showed up late and pretended that you were busy and, w- and weren't, but I don't appreciate it. So everyone wants me to be all smiley, happy kisses and hugs while they behind the fucking scenes act like cretin ass, you know, roaches. It happens. It fucking happens. It pisses me off. And so, yes, everyone wants the image of the entrepreneur going, oh, it's beautiful, everything's easy, everything's perfect. You know, uh, every, uh, everything's just, life's a fucking rainbow. Like, nah, man, it's, y'all think that on your end, but then we'll fuck over a, a not. so, listen, y'all will fuck over the CEO before you fuck over your coworkers, okay? You will lie to the CEO before you lie to anybody in, in your life. You'll lie to your boss before you lie to your fucking parents, like, you'll lie to your boss before you lie to your friends. You'll lie to your boss before you do your siblings. You'll lie to... And so dealing with that level of bullshit has taught me that human beings are a little bit tricky. Where they have all these beliefs of how you should treat them, but then they kind of start to fall asleep when, when you talk about their end of the responsibility they have to keep up. They just start getting sleepy, you know, something like... They just start getting tired when you talk about their end of the responsibility. You know what I mean? Just, they get sleepy. And so I'm willing to go through 10 fucking, 2,000 more stressful calls like that. Like I just dealt with. I'll I'll do 2,000, all right? Before I realize this bullshit, we need to change up operations. But what I don't need is for someone to go, 
oh, you need salespeople and that's the only thing you've need and you've already brought on clients. You've already dealt with them successfully. You've already restructured and done consulting for two fucking years straight. Here's what I think you need. I don't know if you listened to what I just said, but I, I, I don't need advice on anything. We don't need your counteroffer. We're not interested in your counteroffer. This is not a negotiation. We need deals closed. This is what we're willing to pay. Don't need appointment setters. Don't need closers. Don't need a middleman who holds the fucking envelope in between them to pass them between each other either. We don't need your fucking middle-ass points. I don't care how you get it. I don't give a fuck if you send a note with a pigeon or if you send an email. I can help you out on how, but then if I was helping you out, I'm not really paying for an appointment setter. I'm paying you appointment setter fees to recruit you in my company, right? So all these people who are like, yeah, I'll do the job. Tell me how to do it. I thought you do the job. What do you mean tell you how to do it? Here's a link where you put your card in, motherfucker. Go find the people to put their cards in. It's digital marketing. Right. If you're an appointment setter and you have this whole business, then we don't need to explain to you how to do this now, do we? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. So the stress will kill me before anything. But the funny part that I find in this world is that people, uh, what I've learned from from this experience mixed with this book, Levels of Energy, is, is it helped me with something in life. Which is that people in apathy with no courage see anger as negative because they're so weak that they have to moralize their lack of courage. And so, you know, I'll get in these moods where I get annoyed and I'm like, fuck, man, I can't be annoyed. I got to be above the bullshit. There's like this little bit of guilt. Why be annoyed? Then I think about a target audience, a cohort of people in my life who'd be like, man, why are you getting mad? Calm down. But when I think about who all those people are, those are people that never apply themselves. And so they moralize their lack. They moralize their lack of adversity. And so business puts you in a place of adversity. And you have these emotions that come up. And we all have them come up. And you pussy fucks have them come up. But then you stop doing the thing that was hard. And then you moralize the fact that you don't have emotions. Do you get what I'm saying? You and I both have to carry logs to the end of the road. I go, fuck, man, these logs are heavy. And your weak ass looks at me and goes, tiss, tiss, tiss. See, he has no emotional control. He cussed. But then your logs start getting heavy and you go, I'm going to cuss. Nope, I'm just going to put the logs down. I'm not carrying them the rest of the way, man. Moving logs aren't for me. But you know what? You, you need to stop cussing. It's so, it's like lazy fuckers think that people that are in a bad mood for working hard are being negative when it's a response to adversity. And in order to overcome that response to adversity, you have to work with it and collaboratively overcome that. And what these people do instead of overcoming that is they just avoid adversity altogether so they never have to deal with their emotions, thoughts, and the way that they function under stress. And since they never have to deal with it, they can pedestalize and moralize themselves by saying that they're fucking saints because they never get upset.
And so this process teaches me that getting upset is not always bad. Just like when you're in a video game or you're in a game and you start to get that grit because you're losing. Is that bad because now you're getting grit in a competition? So what I'm learning about this is I love competition. Some people don't like competition. And the people who like competition judge people who don't. People who don't like competition judge people who do. And then in the midst of all this, what I'm realizing is, since this is something that your boy here likes, I'm willing to do 2,000 fucking calls until I find the right salesperson. And everyone has their advice they're going to give me until I bring on a client. Week one, then week two, I bring on another client. Then I bring on $10,000 a month worth of sales because I interviewed 2,000 people until I found the right one. And then in one month, we're at $10,000 cash flow, 120K a year keeping those clients. And now I can use that cash flow to fix operations. Until we have a fucking deal come in, nothing complex or complicated needs to happen. I guarantee we don't need anything complex or complicated. Until a deal comes in, it's all bullshit. That being said, that deal closing is going to inspire all the other people who are teeter-tottering for whatever reason on the opportunity. So, yeah, much love. Uh, this is this is how long it takes. How hard is it to build an actual business? Um, you know, I, I, I love to put this on a silver platter for those of you smart enough to know. It does make me feel happy to know that 99% of you from the time you hear this to the time you leave this planet... We'll never understand a goddamn thing I just said in the slightest or remember this podcast. You won't. Now step aside. For that 1%, for those 1% of people who actually are going to hear this and understand this deeply, there's no bells and whistles that you need for a business. The bells and whistle guys are bullshitters. They're snake oil salesmen. End of story. I Fuck you. I don't want to hear the rest. I don't even care about what you guys think about that. I'm not interested in arguing with you fucking buffoons about shit that's common sense. You know, I'm so, you know save me the bullshit. Now, a business... Especially when you're doing outbound, right? Like you don't have a, I'm not Coca-Cola. I don't got people walking up to me everywhere I go asking for Coke, right? So we're not compl- not as branded as a business should be. We're not global branding, right? A business is you talk to people until they buy a product. What the fuck doesn't this modern generation get about that? A business isn't, yeah, we have setters and then we have closers and then we have like a middle... You see, they want it to be complicated because if it's complicated, then they have excuses about why they didn't succeed. Well, because it's complicated. It's not complicated. You talk to a fucking person. They give you money. I give you some money. I service them. That's business. All these appointment setters, closers, and all this shit in the middle and in between. I don't give a fuck if you're Elon Musk. I don't care. All right? Inefficient. Period. That's for you. It's not for me. End of story. No. Uh, we hate it. It's uh, We all hate it. It's dumb as fuck. So, I'm going to go talk to a shit ton of people until I find my closer. And until then, you guys hear this, listen what it actually sounds like to run a business. 
so that you know that all it is is numbers. Until your ass has talked to 2,000 people, shut your fucking mouth. Shut the fuck up about needing more sales techniques. Oh, we need, maybe we should change to appointment setters. Shut the fuck up. Until you talk to enough people that one signs up, shut your fucking mouth. You're not an entrepreneur. You are not a business person. Please shut the fuck up. American Entrepreneur Podcast. Good luck.